0: Hello and welcome to the latest uh, Northcote Dynamics 365 podcast. Um, this week we've got, uh, we've got someone new actually, um, so a new friend introduced uh, by a mutual friend Chris Huntingford uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, it's someone I've not come across on the channel actually, um, I think he's, he's, he's pretty good at keeping incognito from what I can see. So this week we've got uh, Mark Burrow. Mark, hello, how are you?
1: Hey John, thank you so much for having me. Um, and for those you're of you, very you welcome. Follow me on Twitter. It's um, that guy Marco. If it's easier for you.
0: Yeah. So that. Yeah. So you, you're 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 known as that guy Marco as well, right? And even yeah. when I when I tried to call you, your voicemail said Marco Burrow, that guy Marco. So. <laughs> 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 So yeah, th- this is what this dude's called. Yeah, right. So, um, like I said, you're obviously it's a it's a kind of a new relationship, but we've we've both known Chris for far too long, probably, and, and both been at the sharp end of um, being at a pub with Chris at some point as well. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave that to other people's imagination. But um, yeah, so yeah, so Chris kind of alluded to the fact that um, so you are. Um, I guess in a certain place in microsoft that's it 's quite an important role right um so i I spoke with one of your one of your other teammates um the other day uh Caleb Bloomfield so I know you guys are are doing a very similar role um but i think you 've both got a bit bit um bit to offer that 's a bit different i think so um the first thing i 'd like to ask you is is a bit about your skill set because uh, reading a LinkedIn it says one thing, but actually you know asking is another how would you describe your your skill set mark
1: um oh, that's, a, that's a that's that's a very interesting question i guess um the first part of my skills the one that i lean on the most um for as long as i can i i imagine at some point it will fade out so it may be a youth thing it may be a state of mind mm-hmm. thing um but it's my ability to learn and perhaps learn quickly mm-hmm. so one of the biggest skill sets i really lean on is i love learning and my ability to learn so if you mm-hmm. wanna or oh, if i'm in a challenge or i'm in a new scenario Um, one of the key things I I lean on is you've got this you're great at learning you love learning you'll be be able to use that Um, which then I guess goes into the second skill set which I use uh, in terms of these so um, these are more like personal characteristic skill sets I'll move on to some maybe some practical ones but these two I think are gold so always being able to learn quickly or just want to learn Um, and then the second one then is just that motivation piece so I always try to remain as self-motivated and as positively motivated as possible because it helps me so much um, and then when you talk about a lot more say uh, pragmatic skills mm-hmm. I try to be as logical as I can analytical as I can about things so always remember there's a balance with no matter what it is a customer complaint a technology challenge a customer arcs a partner arcs I always try to look at things as there's is there's going to be two sides so I need to be and analytical, I need to be balanced. I need to be logical, mm. and they really oh, help. Good, me. thank you for that. So, so learning
0: quickly, being positively motivated, and being as logical as possible, and th- and those building blocks. How do they relate to your um, uh, the, the practical aspects
1: of your job? Um, it's IT, so with um, mm-hmm. IT, it's always changing. Especially <laughs> working at Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> um where i am now it's very bleeding edge so you have to have a willingness to learn and a willingness to change so what was um something like last year maybe uh, an incorrect approach or maybe not the best practice approach anymore mm. so you have to be able to learn and, and adapt and adopt so that's really really helped me um being able to know for example uh, there's going to be a new feature i want to know as much as i can about yeah. it how it can support those who are going to use it um Likewise for motivation, uh, I remember once somebody told me, "Not all days are equal," which means yeah, mm. you will get some really bad days. And um, rather than having a slump about a bad day, uh, I just try to be optimistic, try to be um, positive, and it just helps me with my motivation. I'm not one of those annoying, super positive um, energy types <laughs> that maybe can sometimes be overwhelming. I'm not. I try not to be like that, yeah. but I will try to find the positivity or the bright side in anything.
0: Yeah, Tony Robbins is an acquired taste. I think some people love him, some people find him a bit annoying. But yeah, totally get <laughs> your point. But um, so, so you're part of technical architect. Um, yes, kind of speaks for itself. But how would you describe your role at the moment?
1: Um, so, and currently, for, as being, I know it sounds like a very technical role. The word architect um, makes it sound very technical, um, and it is. But we have two flavors. You can be functional, uh, functional architect, so somebody who understands. Every single last bit of feature and functionality a particular software or a particular piece of technology can do. So, you know, we've all got that one uh, mate or friend who absolutely knows their, their mobile phone settings or knows the phone or TV <laughs> or, or whatever it is inside out. Those are the types who we'll refer to more as your um, functional architects. And then you may have um, similar to, say, Chris, um, your deep devs, so your developers who really know the same sort of level of detail, but actually at the, 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 the how it works level. So the physical code behind it or the processes behind it. Um, I get to just sit in between that. I'm not quite as technical uh, or as deep technical as, say, many in the team or some others. Um, but at the same time, I'm not super uh, functional deep. So it allows me to have that balance to work with both um, technical teams who are developers mm. as well as then maybe functional business users. And I get so, to do this with our partner speaking, ecosystem.
0: Right. Yeah, that was the next part. So, so the partner ecosystem. So, um, yeah, so Kayla was saying that actually the, the, the relationship between Microsoft and the partners hasn't always been as good as it is today. And there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, how does your role help with that relationship or interface with that relationship between the partner and Microsoft? I
1: mean, that's one of the main reasons I also moved across. So um, I, I'm lucky enough to have been at Microsoft for quite a while worked in different roles. One of the roles that I really wanted to um, see if I could work in to see if there's more we could do is in the partner team. And in the partner team, you're either building with partners, uh, trying to sell with partners, um, and I'm in the build with team. So that gives me the opportunity to help partners who are perhaps looking to leverage Microsoft technology they may have heard of, mm-hmm. or perhaps move away from existing technology onto Microsoft technology or just want to understand is what they're doing, does what they're doing fit. Um, I get to work in our dynamics (laughs) area. So that's our business application Mm -hmm. area. So we get partners ranging from ISVs. So uh, independent software vendors who've actually created something that runs inside dynamics and Hey, they just want to become a partner and go through the process to perhaps get what they've built onto our market store or sold or in front of other partners and then you get other types of partners who perhaps um, see really good uh, commercial value for them in working with microsoft i want to spin up say a practice of some sort so in my example where i'm in biz apps mm. it might be a business applications practice so they want to work with you to understand well how do we do this what are the hurdles um, who do we who do we speak to what kind of uh, resources should i get internally from a, a, a technical mm. point of view and maybe in time past, um, this was quite a dark heart for our partners in the space. So the idea right. of having these uh, partner teams, be them architects or strategists or um, uh, uh, cloud solution architects, is just to help bridge that gap a bit, to give you somebody to go to who you can answer information, who you can bounce some ideas off of, who can perhaps connect you to the right person in Microsoft when you do need... Um, really um, deep technical support, say, from a challenge that's not working out right or from a business value, that's kind of where our, our partner team and specifically um, us as PTAs generally work now.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so I think everyone's got um, – I think doing these podcasts with the, the, such a, uh, a range of people from different backgrounds and different skill sets has, has shown that there's no one right way to get into this channel – um how did you start your your journey into Microsoft?
1: Uh, yes. Oh, another very good question. <laughs> um minus I, I, I had some really, really great advice from when I started out and I was and I was trying to figure out how to get into IT. Um, especially being from the Bain background, so um mm. I am from an originally an African descent community. I had questions as that, like, where do I start, where do I go? A lot of my friends who were already in IT, as well as say my counterparts who weren't from the BAME community, but were in there, said to go via support. Right. So I actually started off my entire career in IT um, in support so that Mm -hmm. I could understand both uh, talking with customers, dealing with complaints and technology. Um, And then from there, kind of helped me understand what I wanted to do. So I actually wasn't too sure. And from there, I was able to do some on site consulting. Again, always been working with Microsoft technology, which has been pretty mm. cool and useful for me. And, and then I, in doing that, I was able to present jointly with Microsoft at one point. At which point I realized, oh, wow, um, this is quite a cool role. I understand what pre-sales is now. I'd love to be a pre-sales consultant. And from there, I mm. um, took the opportunity to find uh, uh, um, a role that suited that. And that's how I actually originally got into Dynamics. So when I started off uh, in Microsoft, I was in our pre-sales team, um, working with the Dynamics platform, um, doing consultancy. But that all led from doing support previously. So doing support desk, working with not only Dynamics, but SharePoint and some other Microsoft technologies. Mm. So everyone's journey is different.
0: And and yours is and <laughs> yours is no exception. So actually, linking to what you've just you've just said about being an advocate for the BAME community, what do you think the solution is or the answer is to increasing diversity in the Microsoft community? Because as I was um, as I was saying to uh, to Kayla, or as Kayla and I were talking about the best project outcomes are inextricably linked to more diverse project teams. So what do you think the solution is to increase the diversity of Microsoft?
1: Um, I don't think there's just one particular solution in my own humble opinion. Mm. And it's worth mentioning the, the mothership, as we call it, Microsoft uh-huh. and HQ. They do do a lot, be it um, locally, be it nationally spread. Um, in terms of trying to get some more diversity, um, as you mentioned, Keda and I are in the same team, um, a very, very diverse team, um, both in mm-hmm. social and um, demographic as well as race. But I guess the challenge, if you were to help, say, ask me in a different way, what are some other mm-hmm. things that could be more focused on, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, which I think this year they, they also started to do would be around getting their... Getting their um, brand in front of these communities so when i say brand i mean right. um when you think of say working in i.t necessarily you're not necessarily always think about going to microsoft if i'm generally honest in the bame community your googles your mm. uh, aws and some of those other um, companies sometimes shout out quicker and higher um, mm-hmm. and okay. that could just be because of the way um, they're showing up in some of these communities which, again, I've seen Microsoft catch up with and do a lot of work around. Um, so some of that, as I mentioned, is just letting people know, hey, we're not of the old Microsoft or we don't have any um, of these myth-busting exercises even just to say, look, it's not like that anymore. This is what we're like. This is some of the initiatives. This is what it looks right. like. Because um, I suffered from that. When, when I was told, um, as I mentioned, oh, there's opportunities at Microsoft for pre-sales, my first thought would be, why would I want to, work in Microsoft until the person said, hey, have a look, Um, you'll see for yourself. And I was like, oh, actually, yeah, they're right. This is a lot different to Mm. the stigma or the preconceptions I would have had of Microsoft. So that would have been my first piece. Um, Mm. And then the second would be around, um, again, which is something I've also seen them doing is the learning to make it easier for people to, um, uh, I guess, adopt and pick up deep skills in Microsoft technologies. I did support because everybody said it was the quickest way Um, back then. It was really difficult to get courses. It was quite difficult to get, you know, trial environments to learn this stuff. So they said the quickest way you're going to learn this is work for a small company (coughs) or medium sized company, work in support and you'll get hands on practice. Mm. Um, I know we're doing loads around um, the documentation we get out to partners, to the development community. Um, which is great, but I'd love if they could almost have another layer just for early starters or for those looking to get into IT, which we have with mm-hmm. the Learn platform, but just say a little bit more accessible, um, say, for people, not only in the BAME communities, but also um, some of the, 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 the other demographics, such as women. Sometimes I hear from right. um, people in our space that actually some of our training can come across a bit um, gender-specific. Um, okay. and I was like, oh... I've never heard that feedback before, but I guess it makes sense. But sometimes, where the, these are written by other uh, men, um, a man tone may sometimes slip through. So that was quite interesting to hear, and maybe perhaps again why uh, the BAME communities may struggle to connect to some of the learning. If I was to use mm. another example, but I guess those would be my top two: um, getting more of a brand awareness within these mm. communities to say we do take interns, we do take apprentices, we don't just go to, you know, the tops or the elites, and um, and yeah. this is the learning that you can get access to if you do want to join us. No, that's really good. So I, I,
0: I know people who've gone through the Microsoft Microsoft Apprentice scheme. Uh, in fact, I did one of the podcasts we did was um, with Owen Stevens some weeks ago, and he did the apprentice scheme, and he's now a solution architect uh, like ten years on. So uh, it, it's a it's a great, great, great scheme. Um, so yeah, the brand awareness piece that's quite interesting. Um, so that that's a nice segue into. My next question, um, what advice as, as someone who's been in Microsoft since like 2014, right? So like six years, what advice would you give to people wanting to progress within D365 consulting? Oh you mentioned um, learning quickly, being being positively motivated, being as logical as possible, having brand awareness. Um some people listening to this are just starting out where they're thinking maybe of cross-training or or even they're thinking of getting into ERP or IT or whatever, what advice would mm-hmm. you give to those guys about maybe where you are today and, and how to get there?
1: Um, mine would be about learning how to be customer-specific and customer-obsessed. So mm-hmm. um, by that, I mean Dynamics is the platform which will always change, but I guess the, the best skill you can ever teach yourself trying to come into the business application mm-hmm. platform is remembering it is a business um, platform, so you will be talking to business users. So the more understanding you can, you can get mm. of their challenges, of their industry, of the way they work, um, the more useful it is in terms of how you try to deliver and land messages about, say, the products. So by that, I mean when you're trying to do demos or when you're trying to uh, help them understand how great the platform can be. So that, mm. for me, was really useful because um, I, I, starting out, you, your, your, your IT experience would be very, very low, very, very limited. But as a young person, your retail experience would be super high. Your um, customer service experience um, technically would be quite high because mm. at some point you may have done some sort of retail job or customer service jobs. So when you go in to then speak to these customers, that would be the added value you have because you're closer to some of the um, customer behaviors they're looking for. Right. So, if you're first starting out into Dynamics, I would say pick your industry, an industry you feel comfortable with if you can, and see how then Dynamics could help in that particular industry um, by jumping on YouTube. Um, so, not only mm. learn your industry, but consume <laughs> as much as you can from YouTube and podcasts. Uh, people only now see the value mm. in them, whereas before I've been saying there's so much value you can get out of, say, a quick demo that someone shows you on YouTube. You can see mm. good practice, what not to do, because you naturally see things you don't like. And there's so much information there now where loads of people are sharing and doing things similar to yourself now, John. I would have mm. loved to have been able to listen to a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, yeah What I could do back then. But your, your
0: points are really interesting. So, so about... Um... The, the access to resources has never been easier, and the number of resources has never been uh, never been higher. Right. So it's it, bring that together. YouTube, great advice, and also I think your first point around um, being customer specific and being customer obsessed. I like that because I think it's a common misconception that you know people in IT are just people with laptops sitting in the corner uh, with the lights off and don't want to talk to anyone. Uh, that that is not IT. Right. <laughs> that is like zero point one percent IT, if if even that. Um, it's it's people who talk to customers. I think the most successful people I I can point and look at are the people who are very very good at understanding and solving customer problems and and, and making that connection between the Microsoft Dynamics offering or the Microsoft offering to a customer specific issue and then resolving it i think very very good points um Mark, have you got anything else to add because this has been really really eye-opening have you got anything else to add um before we wrap up
1: uh each one teach one so one of the things that i'm really passionate about this year and let say the last three years even is just mm. how much you can share um sharing helps your own learning it helps your own growth Mm. um so does teaching so when you're you when you are trying to figure out what you're what you're doing when you are trying to break into it it's good to share speak to others um who may also be trying to join it Mm. Um, like i said now there's loads of resources linkedin community groups uh uh, whatsapp groups uh, telegram groups facebook groups um youtube podcasts you can follow podcasts like yourselves that you can follow Um, so it would be to make use of the resources, because as you said, this is a time when there's so much more resources than they were before. Um, And then have that Mm. willingness to learn and willingness to change. So by change, I mean willingness to adapt because things don't always stay constant in IT. The quicker you can get used to um, uh, having that willingness to learn and that willingness to adapt, so change the ways you may perceive or may want to do things, Mm. I think the further you'll be able to go
0: I think that's a good point. I mean, someone once said to me, change is really constant. And I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right on that. Bit of a paradox, but yeah. Um, Mark, really, really appreciate your time. I'm sure people um, yeah, all over the Microsoft community, all over the world are going to find this very useful. Thank you very much, Mark.
1: No, it's been and also, just just before me. we
0: wrap up, um, I'm going to tag you um, on LinkedIn. And also, I'm going to tag you Twitter, so people can follow you on there. Are you happy for people to reach out to you if they have any questions relating to this podcast or need any help or just want to have a bit of advice, are you happy with that?
1: I am, like I said, uh, each one to each one. So whatever <laughs> I can share, I am more than happy to. You will see um, I try to post as much as I can. So, yeah, please feel free. If there's anything you do, even if you don't agree with anything I've said, say you mm. just want to have a bit of a, um, a debate or just change my thinking. Say, actually, yes. Mark, I didn't agree with that. I think a, do you need it as an area of correction. Reach out.
0: No, it's very good of you, Mark. Thank you very much. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys.